master your message. Like, what is exactly you're saying? Who are you saying it to? And then how are you going to get that message out? Once you can actually articulate that, you're golden. You are now listening to The Conscious Creative Corner, the intersection of unapologetic lifestyle and creativity. Get ready to be inspired and dive into uncensored truths with tackling business and mental space with other transparent influencers and entrepreneurs. Let our conscious conversation normalize the chaos you may call life. Let's get consciously creative. Today joining us on the Conscious Creative Corner is Keisha, the founder of Boxbreaker Co., Keisha is such an avid believer that God uses creativity as an avenue for healing others. From the young age of four, she's been actively involved in various creative arenas such as dance, art, drama, and even some poetry. Her latest creative endeavors include being the founder of Box Baker LLC, which is a faith-based company that provides marketing, branding, strategic direction, and website design for visionaries, especially for visionaries who are ready to brand God's way. Keisha has an 11-year-long experience in marketing and project management for both corporate and nonprofit sectors. In 10 years of ministry, she has been able to serve others as best as possible through her creativity. She also educates faith-based visionaries on how to clearly organize and communicate their visions to develop sustainability. Let's listen as Keisha explains how to make God the CEO of your business. Let's get into it. Hey, Keisha, thank you so much for joining us on the Conscious Creative Corner. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) Alrighty, so I do want to set the atmosphere just because, you know, it's a really chill place to be. Can you tell us what your favorite thing to do on the weekends is? Favorite thing to do on the weekend would probably be watching Grey's Anatomy and Blacklist with my husband. Oh, my goodness. I love Grey's Anatomy. I love Blacklist. (laughs) Um, however it's one of those shows right that you have to pay attention to (laughs) every single detail mm -hmm. and so I think I'm like on the first season of the second episode I'm sorry no the first season of maybe the yeah maybe it is the second or third episode of the first season and I have to like really pay attention but Grey's Anatomy I try not to go on Facebook on certain days because I keep seeing updates and I'm just like no I'm only on season 10 (laughs) Right. That happened to me last night. I was on Instagram and I saw like a preview and I had to exit out until I watched it. So I watched it like late last night. Well, hopefully for listeners out there, if you don't watch Grey's Anatomy or Blacklist, please go watch it because those things or those shows, I should say, are amazing. Yes. Yes. We think so, right? (laughs) Yep. All right. So Keisha, you know, when I met you in December, I think it was December or maybe it was... um, November for the blogger event you know mm-hmm. I was eavesdropping sorry not sorry but I'm glad I did because I heard <laughs> you mention Giant Slayers and Giant Slayers is an event that usually happens at my church and you were talking to a young lady about it and I was just so amazed because then I kind of inserted myself into your conversation <laughs> and um I realized that you kind of put on workshops for people where you were planning a workshop um, that really had faith at the center of everything. But before that, can you kind of just take my listeners back and kind of share your story on who you are and how you got into your craft? 
Yes, awesome. And yes, we appreciate your eavesdropping because it turned into this wonderful podcast uh, encounter. So thanks so much for eavesdropping. (laughs) But um, my name is Keisha and I am the owner of Boxbreaker Co. We are a faith-based branding company where we help uh, visionaries to execute strategic outcomes when it comes to website design and branding and marketing strategy. Um, So many times we have the vision and we have the big pieces, but we aren't clear on how to take the vision to complete visuals, right? Because we know that visuals are, I would argue, 90%, you know, Mm -hmm. of how people uh, know us and how they get to know what we do and what we represent. And so that's really my my focus right now. I also, um, as you mentioned with Giant Slayers, um, I was a part of that for several years um, in the the area of uh, ministering in dance and just uh, being on the team and being able to just... uh, you know, uh, network or fellowship with other young adults. And so I do do um, mime dance as well, ministering through the arts as a creative. And so those are my uh, two areas right now where I'm fully functioning, you know, as a creative. Yes. And I think when we spoke back in December, I was so like taken aback that you mind because one of the previous church I used to attend before Rehoboth, um, I, I did one piece where we ministered and we mimed and I was just like I have so much more respect because I'm a praise dancer and at the <laughs> time um we did we really wanted to mime this piece and so I kind of stepped into new territory and I was just like oh my gosh like this is harder than it thinks like you really have to be led by the spirit in order to um produce what it is that he wants you, or the message he wants you to to give and I feel like I was just so blind but it was such a great mm-hmm. experience and very def- very very different than praise dancing. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. I would say that equally, you know, as challenge, whatever that guy has called you to do, you know, I think we can do like the Bible says, you know, we can do all things through Christ. Definitely, I gravitated towards mine because my facial expressions never turn off. And so God was like, hey, I have a ministry for that, you know? And so mm-hmm. we've been miming ever since, being able to just bring something to life, you know, visual st- storytelling, if you will. Right, exactly. And then, and speaking of storytelling, you know, you mentioned brand um, and how Boxbreaker is like a faith-based brand or company. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure some of my listeners might not be sure what branding really means and mm-hmm. what kind of creativity goes into it. So do you mind kind of sharing with us what branding means to you and how you master it? Yeah, absolutely. So the analogy I like to think of, um, branding is like, think of an entire person. You know, when you look at a person, you often uh, get to know what they look like on the inside. And then when they talk, you get to hear, you know, how they sound. You get to have this perception of them, what type of person they are, what they like. You know, you base all of that essentially, you know, when you meet someone for the first time, you can kind of grasp all of that information in a matter of one minute to three minutes right and so branding Mm -hmm. essentially is just the perception that your audience or you know the community uh, has of you when it comes to uh, what you do who you serve how you do it so it's your personality it's you know if you were a person they would say what's your personality like branding is the same thing you know we think about it as what's the personality of your company what's the personality of your products you know mm-hmm. um, are you fun you know are you more uh, more sophisticated you know uh, do you target just women and you're, you're very feminine or are you universal you know so the very you know the key to proper brand 
presenting is really mastering your message. Um, a lot of people start with the visuals. And so that's what I really promote um, Boxbreaker Co. is that you actually have to go back, you know, and master your message. Like what is exactly you're saying? Who are you saying it to? And then how are you going to get that message out? Once you can actually articulate that, you're golden. So that's like my, my three formula, you know, my three-step formula for proper branding and then the definition of what I would describe, you know, it's the personality of what you do. I love that. That analogy is so powerful, you know, like your personality, because when I think of branding, I typically really only gravitate towards like the visual and like what person sees. I'm not a branding expert, right? right? Um, right. But when you think about it, um, I know, I, I forget who says this, or I don't know if I make this up myself, but I think <laughs> I might have heard it in passing, like branding is what people say about you or your business when you're not in the room and that makes so Correct. much sense right um yeah when you're thinking about a person's personality you know like oh yeah Keisha she's so bubbly she's so funny you know like that's what you want right. people to to think about you know if that's your goal in your business or what right. have you but that's what you want people to think about when they're talking about your business and right I think one of your pillars right in Boxbreaker quote or mm -hmm. I don't know if you want to call it like um a pillar, mm -hmm. but it's something about like bringing God's way. What does that yes. mean? Yeah, so you're right. It's definitely a pillar. <laughs> definitely the foundation. Um, branding God's way is when you just take the spiritual strategy and you mix it with the natural strategy. And when I say that, I mean, number one, seeking God, you know, and what he's called you to do and how he's called you to do it and the timing he's called you to do it, right? Because a lot of times we have these great ideas, but hey, not the right time, right? And then you take the natural strategy where it's not just God gave me the, the, the vision, I'm going to run with it and woohoo, you know, day one, we're going to, you know, have a million followers and a million sales you actually have to put natural marketing and branding strategy you have to do research you know you have to uh, do tests you have to run some analytics you have to do some uh, mock-ups for your design and so I really want to just uh, educate people on the importance as faith-based uh, believers you know as Christians is that you have to have a mixture of both and I see so many people that either sway either to the left or to the right you know and so we are all about you know when the when you say when you say the pillar of branding God's way, just mixing both, you know, the spiritual strategy and the natural strategy together, letting God lead essentially. Right, I like that. I'm, so it stood out to me because I've never heard anyone say that before, and it's something that we probably overlook too. Um, mm. When you're working with clients, how do you introduce that to them, or do you only work with faith-based clients? Yeah, that's a great question, and actually something that we. Uh, have work, been working on developing, you know, in the last year um, and how we've really narrowed down our niche to uh, faith-based visionaries uh, because a lot of times we infuse it through uh, when I jump on the call with them, I'm doing a consultation, um, I might ask, can I pray with them first? You know, I might, um, when they ask me, what do I think? Or, you know, spiritually, or what do I see? You know, I might say, hey, you know, the Lord's kind of showing me that, you know, this, this color that you're, you know, you're trying to go for is not really what, you know, matches you know your brand and so we infuse that through prayer um scripture as well like my clients and I could sometimes dialogue about you know certain scriptures they read or how how their vision was birthed and it may have come from scriptures and so it's infused in everything we do you know we're not necessarily 
quote unquote preaching, right? When we're branding God's way, but it's just about making him the head. Um, I've also been able to tell clients, you know, that were maybe confused or not sure what they wanted to do. Like, hey, go take some time to pray, you know, and we'll connect next week and we'll follow up and see what the outcome was, you know? And that was something that if I'm transparent was hard for me in the beginning, because how do you tell someone, you know, like, hey, you should go, you know, pray about that. It's like, (laughs) Who are you? But as I started to be obedient, you know, people were so appreciative of the fact that I wasn't just helping them. Because I always say, like, I'm not here just to throw a website together, to throw some social media. Like, anyone can do that, right? But it's about the long term. It's about longevity. And so if you're really praying, you're really sure that this is what God has called you to do, you're going to take your time. You're going to put 100%. You know what I mean? It's not just something that you just do, you know, sporadically. And so my clients started to appreciate that. And they began to, you know, speak to me and declare to me, like, Keisha, you have to, you know, start doing this more. And I'm like, all right, praise God. (laughs) So so we're still in that journey. Um, Because my background is I do have 10 years of marketing experience and I do have a degree in marketing. So I started my full-time company last year after I left my corporate job that I worked at for 11 years. And so for me, I have the corporate capacity where, you know, I could be a consultant, if you will, that's not to faith-based entities, but Mm -hmm. uh, Box Breaker specifically is just for, you know, faith-based visionaries. I believe that faith, honestly, you know, 90% of people infuse faith anyway in what they do, whether they consider themselves, you know, a believer or a Christian, you know. So I have both aspects, but Box Breaker really just tailors to the faith-based. That's really true. That's absolutely true. You know, when you say that, I'm thinking back to just listening to people's conversations and they do infuse faith and they don't even realize it. I think that's amazing though. So you say you have 10 years of marketing experience. Can you kind of take us back to what, I guess, you, who Keisha was um, Mm -hmm. 10 years ago? Or, you know what, let's take it back 15 years ago. Who were you? Um, How did this come about? Right. Hmm. Such a deep question there. So the quick version, right, because we have a time limit, is I started a I started the mind ministry with my friend um, in 2008, I believe. And so when we started miming, um, we obviously wanted to do things in you know in decency and order and in excellence. And so we began to, you know, have business cards printed, have my, um, robes ordered, you know, have the face paint. We went to conferences. We were educated and all of these things. And and the, I look back on it now and say, got it. So that was my first marketing, you know, official mm-hmm. training because you were, you know, I had a whole email system, you know, people say, do you want to minister at my church? And I'm like, sure. Can you email us? Can you fill out this form? You know, right. all these uh, contracts and th- different things. Um, and so that evolved. And then I was in school at the same time for my bachelor's um, in marketing. And so I had this goal of like working at Google, like I was just going to be all set because they have such a cool office. I don't know if you've seen it, but like they have showers and you play games and it's like a lounge. And I'm like, I can totally see that. Like, and I get to work. Who wouldn't want to do that? So (laughs) that was like my goal. Like I'll just be a marketing executive, if you will. Um, Well, the Lord said, not so daughter. So I started at a nonprofit as an intern actually. And um, I began to grow up the ladder, if you will. And so I went from an intern to like a program manager. Um, and when I left recently in last year of uh, in April, I was the marketing director and the program manager. And so I managed all of the, you know, social media. I also did programming for youth and young adults with behavioral issues and things like that. And so 
uh, Boxbreaker actually came about because I was doing private consulting two years ago and my friends were, you know, they have all these ideas and I'm like, yeah, you need a website for that. Like, you can't just put that out there. And they're like, well, I don't know how to do it. You want to do it for me? And I'm like, mm, not really, but sure. Right. So I started <laughs> and then the Lord kind of awakened me to like, Hey, you know, remember you went to school for marketing? Remember you didn't, you know, you're not a Google exec, but you, you, you operate in this marketing flow, like all the time. You know, my friends are always, my friend actually texted me yesterday. Like, do you have our names in your phone by our brand colors? And I was like, no. And then I looked at my phone <laughs> and I was like, yeah, but I didn't do it on purpose. And she was right. like, this is, um, this is crazy. So my long story short is that, you know, I work for this nonprofit. I was in the, ended up starting Boxbreaker last year. Uh, I had two years of doing the private consulting for people and just really uh, seeing it take off. And like I said, just really combining the passion between faith and branding. Because mm -hmm. when I originally started, I said, I'm just going to work with you know, individuals, right? It doesn't really matter what you do. Um, but as I began to niche down, you know, in brand name marketing, that's a term that we hear all the time where the more you niche down and narrow down who you want to work with, uh, arguably you'd be, you'd be more profitable because you're speaking to this such a narrowed down audience. And so for me, that's how I pivoted into Boxbreaker. Um, the Lord gave me Boxbreaker because I had a conference three years ago called the Creative Release. And it was about breaking the boxes and so he reminded me hey the arts is creative release you know and as well this is going to be a part of your business boxbreaker and you know i have other things coming down the pipeline with the same uh theme but boxbreaker is really the theme for my life because i was so scared to uh and i think i heard about it on your previous episode but um you know to do the mime dance and to do branding and to now be a wife you know and to now, you know, be an uh, author soon, it's like, oh, I don't want to do all that. Can I just be in one box, you know? But a lot of times we just box ourselves in because, uh, you know, of fear, honestly. And mm -hmm. so God's like, he've, he's called us to be ambidextrous, you know, in the spirit realm where we do more than one thing and do it successfully, you know? So right. I'm going to answer your question. That was a mouthful, but. <laughs> no, that's amazing. You know what? It's kind of it's it's one of those things people need to hear right where mm -hmm. it's okay because god doesn't call us to be comfortable all the time we need to step outside of our comfort zone because that's one great thing you know our fostered in birth and for you i think box breaker and just how it came about it's powerful in a sense where if i'm thinking literally of a box and you're crushing it and you're stepping outside and there's so much more like you know how much a box can hold and it's just kind mm. of compressed and, and like, you know, tightly packed. And now here you are, mm. you have all these things coming out because you listened, you know, and it's mm. one of those things that I'm always asking people, like, you know, are you listening? Do you really hear when God's speaking to you? Because people think there's this like grandiose noise where it's more sound or voice that's supposed to come and he speaks to you, right. you know, he, he, he can speak to you very subtly. And so I think this is amazing, like how it came about and just, for you to be, it's just a year, right? Is it going to be a year this yeah. year? Or? It's going to be a year in uh, June. Wow. So that's, I'm like, yeah, no, I just thought about that because last year I, 
quit my job, got married, and started a company all in two months. So it was like a whirlwind. So now mm. it's like, wow, a year a year ago, huh? Awesome. It flew by. <laughs> I can't, you and it, and it's crazy because when you're planning weddings, I'm thinking back to my wedding. Oh my goodness. I felt like I Girl. couldn't focus on anything except that. And here you Girl. are doing everything. Girl. I had a whole graphic I was going to release like last year, like after I planned my wedding call, like the branding bride, meaning how I just took all my branding and marketing expertise and I just put it into my wedding. And so my friends are kind of like, you know, do you need help with anything? Like, what, what are we doing? And I'm like, oh no, you know, I gave them a whole kind of marketing plan for my wedding. It was the funniest thing ever. They were just like, <laughs> really Keisha? I'm like, hey guys, you know, it's the easiest way to get it done. So for me, it was so fun to the point where I was like, maybe I'll do wedding planning, you know, eventually uh-huh. maybe like 50. <laughs> I just do the branding part though. I don't want to do all the, you know, other things. But that's what I used to do for my job. Like we used to plan events with like, hundreds of people so I have experience it's just whew, like you said that just takes a lot out of you it sure does and so <laughs> so you used to do okay so you used to do that for your job too um yeah kind of staying on that line though with branding what's mm-hmm. a common myth that you can think of that you can debunk debunk I should say for our listeners right now when it comes to um branding like their business or themselves because we can be brands ourselves as well hmm I think it goes back to what we were saying um, and what you said where, you know, the myth is that you, uh, I would say visuals over vision. And so people focus on the visuals and, you know, I need a nice logo. I need my website to be popping. I'm not Instagram to be aesthetically, but then when it comes down to get the messaging or the framework or hiring a copy, a copywriter or an editor, uh, getting a trademark, getting a license, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like we, uh, go straight to the visuals and we don't take enough time sometimes to build the actual vision. And so, that would be my my myth, you know what I mean, that I would debunk today where build a vision first and then go for the visuals, you know. And when I say build a vision, it's more than just having a business plan. But like I said, making sure you, you know, register with your state or your town, you know, uh, your tax office, right? That's a whole nother conversation. But <laughs> um, making sure like things are in order and then making sure you understand yourself what it is you're trying to put out there because I see so many people where you know you're working on a logo and it's like what do you want for the logo I don't know I just want it to pop don't I'm sorry I don't know what that means right it's like well what is the theme who are we going for who are we talking to we're talking that's that's actually if I could add one more myth is that my brand is for everybody that's what I hear people say who do you serve I serve everybody girl Mm -hmm. you do actually well if I could follow you for like a year or actually 10 days probably I could help you and evolve that because as believers you know we're like everyone God has called me but even Jesus had 12 that followed him and three that he only kept close. And right. so your brand is the same way where it's like, you're not attracting everyone. There's somebody for everybody. And, you know, branding and marketing is so quote unquote oversaturated because you can get a brand and marketer on, you know, Fiverr for $5, or you can pay thousands of dollars to have, you know, someone customly do your website and your logo and all of that. And so, you know, we really just have to pay attention and be careful because, uh, it's not for everybody, you know what I mean? And just really narrow down who we're working with. So those would be like my top two. I like that. I definitely do, especially because it's visions over visual all the time. 
and you know yes. you can have a pretty you can have a pretty site or what have you but really what's your goal you know yes. what what do you want us to display and that must be hard to do especially when someone doesn't have a vision you know yes and, I'm and that's sure you- why I keep updating my sales page to say like th- you know when you have this I'm ready to work with you and that was hard for me because I kept attracting clients that like you said, they would just start out and they wouldn't really know. And so it was frustrating on my part because as much as I wanted to help them, I wasn't able to because they didn't have a complete picture. And so um, that's really key. You know what I mean? Just really having, you don't have to have everything, but we have to have something to work with before we go on straight to visuals. Because if not, you're going to be the person that changed your logo every month or every week or every year. You're going to be the person that changed your website, you know, or in two years, we're not going to hear from you. We don't even know you exist because it wasn't planned properly, you know? So, um, and I know that we're talking about God being, you know, the, 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 uh, start or the, the center of our creativity, you know what I mean? And so, one of the things that came to mind, even in regards to that, is knowing like what's your assignment, you know what I mean, versus something that you just want to do. You know, as a creative, it's like you, we know we have options, right? We can, tomorrow I can create a Shopify and sell bracelets if I want, right? But <laughs> is that a part of my assignment? Is that a part what, you know, what God has called me to do? probably not so it's like we have to be careful with just doing things because they might be profitable or because it's a trend and not necessarily what god has trained or called us to do you know hello yes absolutely (laughs) (laughs) and you know you say that it's funny because um i want to say maybe five or six years ago at this point i was one of those people where i was just like oh i could do this okay this is gonna make me some money or I could do this, or I'm going to do that because, you know, Wanda over here is making tens of thousands of dollars doing it, so I'm going to do it too, (laughs) right? But I didn't have a vision back then. It was just like, okay, let me do what I see the world doing, and it wasn't Mm. until, like, I, I honestly and truly had to take a step back and say, okay, God, like, what am I doing wrong? And it's when I realized, too, and now that you were speaking about this, I didn't have a vision and I wasn't aware that I didn't have a vision. And now mm. after having really speaking him first and really trying to listen to what he has to say, I know what my vision is, you know? Mm. And so I think, and, and it's interesting because it kind of leads me into my next question, you know, for us as creators, um, I hear a lot of times that mo- the most successful creators have like a routine where mm. it kind of leads them into a creative flow what would that routine look like for you? Um, Mm. Like what's what, and then like, what's one simple thing that I guess you can share with the listeners that you've implemented that has really helped you to allow God to lead you or be the CEO of your company? Mm. So I'm going to answer that very transparently and say as a creative routine is like a swear word for us because we (laughs) are just like, Oh, like, you know, things are going and moving and it's hard. I don't know about anyone else out there, but for me, sometimes it's hard to actually sit and be still, number one. Number two, it's like, you know, you have so many ideas and all of these things that you're like, "Mm, today I'm going to do this first and then read, you know, tomorrow I'm going to read and then do this. And so Mm -hmm. that's something that I'm actually still developing. But one thing that is for certain that 
I have um, really, you know, really engrafted into my routine, regardless of what the rest of my day looks like, <laughs> is making sure that I obviously start talking with God, you know, at the beginning of the morning, I play a worship song or two, or, you know, when I'm working, I usually have it just honestly, just playing for hours, whereas like live worship, you know, I'm really engrafting that into my routine because the atmosphere is so important for creatives that, you know, some people say they watch TV while they create. I do that as I might watch Shark Tank, you know, <clears throat> while I create. But then That's my you know, show, girl. That's the show. Oh, my husband is on it. I'm like, you started at season one. I said, my Lord. But um <laughs> so yeah, so I think one thing for my routine is just taking out that space, you know, to seek God, setting an atmosphere, whatever that looks like for you, you know, worship song, journaling, taking a walk, uh, poetry, you know, whatever helps you, you know, as they say, mindfulness, but whatever helps you meditate, you know, um, before you start your day. And then what I started doing literally a week ago <laughs> was writing down on a whiteboard, a big whiteboard I have, you know, my to-do list for the week. Um, I wanted to get it visually and out in front so I could actually, number one, see what I have to do. But number two, a lot of times as creative, we have so much on our plate that we don't actually stop and say, what wins did you have today? What wins did you have this week? You know, wow, I created four websites. Well, because visually I see it, right? Up until this mm -hmm. point, I created it, but I wasn't like taking time to celebrate your work or, you know, because I'm creating for so many people, I often struggle with still having time to create content for me or for Boxbreaker. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, those are two things that, like I said, I've, um, I would number one recommend, you know, just like I said, quiet time, meditation, and then, you know, visually set right down what it is you have to do for the day. Uh, I know some people do block um, time blocking. So I'm working on that. That's my goal for this year to actually learn time blocking and the art of it. But for now, <laughs> I'm starting with my whiteboard um, and like TaskRabbit, the app, just so I can keep track of what I'm doing, you know, because it's going to mm -hmm. help in the long run as a creative to see what's your creative rate? You know what I mean? Like how much can you create in this amount of time? Mm -hmm. How much, you know, how long it takes and it goes into pricing, which is a whole nother thing. But um, that's just those two things to answer your question. <laughs> it's so interesting that you say that, you know, creators don't have a routine. Well, you know, most creators don't have like a really set routine. And I 100% agree but for me mm -hmm. I think when I when I think of routine the only thing that I really will say is concrete is I use my to-do I think it's mm -hmm. an app do you have if you're an apple user then you know what I'm talking about um it's like a to-do list and then I use notes right and right. it's kind of like that that whiteboard that you're mentioning right so for me right. my structure looks like I'm a bra I brain dump in the morning. That's my mm -hmm. only routine is to brain dump in the morning. And every time I check something off, I'm a big foodie. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> every time I check something off, I definitely go grab like a snack or something yes. like sweet. Um, just that's how I celebrate my wins with food. That's good. Um, I might try <laughs> like so I'm trying to lose weight, but I might grab an apple or something. That's good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of losing weight, um, you know, I thought about replacing my cookies with grapes, but I, you know, I don't know if God really told me. Right? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if he was in that yet. <laughs> I don't know. So I'm going to wait for him to be like, yes, go ahead. Switch yes, it. Wait for him to speak. We need, we need clarity. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and honestly, but yeah, I can completely relate because for me, it'll be like one in the morning. And I'm like, oh, you know what? 
I need to do this. And it's just like mm-hmm. a new ideal from our brand for my brand or like my business. Um, and here I am supposed to be sleeping, but um, now I want to wake up and do this or, you know, when I should have probably did this at 10 a.m. instead of 1 a.m., you know, right. so it's just kind of finding for me, just finding that really um, steady balance and just writing everything down. And that makes me feel a lot better for structure uh, or structure wise right. when it's coming to like my creative process as well. And then right, kind of, I'm a whole night night owl. So mm, mm-hmm. that whole working at 9 a.m. Mm, God bless <laughs> everyone out there that is able and willing to do that. God has not anointed me there yet, but <laughs> 9 p.m. I'm I got you though. <laughs> you gotta do what works for you, and it, and it again it comes to like your own personal creative flow and how it how it leads you into you know accomplishing your goals because if you know you do your best work at night then you do your best work at night and I feel like sometimes people want to fit into a structure where they're like okay um first I gotta wake up I gotta do some some stretches okay now I gotta go do this and if it doesn't work for you then it's not gonna work for you right Um, right I heard something very powerful the other day that was just saying imagine how uh, well our creativity would flow or how you know it would improve if we would just go naturally with our body's flow where it's like mm. your body's tired go to bed your body ready to get up get up you want to take a break your, your eyes hurt from looking at the computer take a break you know by mm. all means making sure you're getting things done but you know how we are it's very rigid you know deadline is at five so you got it but it's like if we would go back a step and just let our bodies you know, naturally, of course, giving yourself enough time, you know, I'm not saying don't go naturally. If you have a deadline at five, you want to naturally sleep at four, but you know, just, um, and that's something that I, I tried to adapt like three days ago. And wow, I saw a major difference. Like my body was like, you're tired. And I was like, it's my 30. I am not doing that. Right. And mm-hmm. I went to sleep and I woke up like, honestly, most refreshed that I've had. I've been in like the last four weeks and I was like, oh, okay. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. find your rhythm, find your creative flow, you know, so. I hear you. I definitely hear you, especially, especially when it's about it tells you you're tired. For me, it's like, okay, I'm going to sleep only because my kids wear me out. <laughs> my right. body just kind of crashes. But I remember those days um, right before I had my, my first daughter, I was like, oh, it's only 10 o'clock. I'm not going to sleep. Knowing good and well, I was very tired. Um, right. But just listening kind of to your body is something we neglect. Um, right. We don't do it very often. So, right. you know, I I am an Instagram snooper. Yeah. <laughs> just like I'm an eavesdropper for good things. <laughs> <laughs> we all are Instagram snoopers. Let's be honest. <laughs> but on your Instagram, you know, you have something called um, Keynote. And I know what happens when I press keynote, but can you kind of tell everybody else what happens if they kind of stumble onto your Insta, your personal Instagram and see um, keynotes, what, what would happen or occur? What, what would happen? I don't even know. No, I'm just kidding. So <laughs> keynotes is a, plot, a space, I, was gonna, I would say, that the Lord had given me whew, about seven years ago and just little small you know, nuggets or tidbits that, or downloads, if you will, that he would give me um, motivation, uh, building your faith, you know, anything from business to, um, you know, Christian walk, you know, uh, really just short snippets of uh, downloads. And then, you know, expounding on that, of course, in the caption and just really keeping it transparent, keeping it 100, you know. Um, It's funny you ask about that because 
oh, that's something as a creative, like I would want to develop into like a book or an audio book or something. I just haven't got around to it. So, you know, I appreciate you for asking about that because I, you know, I got dis- dis- discouraged like not too long ago that like, you know, Instagram is flooded with a whole lot of information, you know what I mean? And you just kind of feel like, do we really need to put this out here? I could just keep it in my phone, you know, with all the other, you know, notes, but God really impressed on my heart. You know, what I've called you to do is for you. And so I just pray that people are encouraged and blessed by it. Um, Little tidbits, you know, and just ultimately to just build, build up believers and non-believers, you know, to know more about God. Mm, I love it. And I'm, Listen, don't be discouraged because I <laughs> honestly love your keynotes. Like I said, I kind of go through everybody's mm-hmm. Instagram. <laughs> right. And they really do touch my heart. And so mm-hmm. keep it going. And you, when you said audiobook, I felt a little in my spirit. So maybe you want to pray that and Amen. see you know, <laughs> where God tells you to go with it. Amen. Definitely keep it going and do something creative from it. Um, but you know create something from it because i don't think he placed these words in your heart or you know these messages for nothing yes you're Mm -hmm. sharing them on instagram so people like me can see them um anyone you know but still you know if he if he's drawing you to something further with it then kind of go with it which i'm sure you will Mm -hmm. anyway but (laughs) thank you thank you for that keep me in prayer (laughs) yes i will so we have come to the point where we're at the drawing board and if you listen to my other episodes so you know what this is but if you are a listener for the first time the drawing board is just around where I will give you some this or that statements and I want you to say or choose the answer that resonates the most with you without thinking okay okay sounds good all right here we go Netflix or on demand Netflix okay Wix or WordPress Wix girl day or night night because that's where the creativity flows Mm. instagram or facebook instagram comedies or action action dinner or breakfast dinner okay the conscious creative corner podcast or the conscious creative corner podcast the conscious creative corner podcast (laughs) 100 (laughs) thank you thank you thank you so much Keisha for being here so if my listeners want to check you out or check out your company um can you drop some handles for them absolutely so my personal instagram is creatively key and my business Instagram is Box Breaker Co. My website as well is www.boxbreakerco.com. I would love to connect with you and to, you know, creatively flow with you and whatever you do. So also just hit me up and I look forward to hearing from you. Awesome. Thank you so much, Keisha. Thank you. Hey, creatives. Thanks for listening to the Conscious Creative Corner. If you like the show, be sure to rate, subscribe, and review on Apple Podcasts. It helps other creatives find ways to listen to our uncensored truths. Be sure to check me out on Instagram to let me know how you enjoyed the show. You can find me at Sia or Achieve Her Perfection. And if you are a struggling creative that's trying to find their creative niche, don't forget that you can sign up for my creative content business tips in the show notes or you can visit AchieveHerPerfection.com. I'll talk to you guys soon.
This episode of the Conscious Creative Corner is brought to you by the Gourmet Goober Podcast, a different kind of food show co-hosted by spouses and BFFs and all-round goobers, JJ Outlaw and T Outlaw. From hashtag chicken wars to baby Yoda, the Gourmet Goober covers everything in the intersection of food and pop culture. So listen, y'all, don't miss the show. That's a little bit gourmet and a lot of ratchet. The Gourmet Goober podcast is available now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, or wherever you listen to podcasts.